I'm not an ordinary person. I'm experiencing the fatness of the earth. The deal of heaven. Nations are bowing to me. In the name of Jesus. Men are serving me. In the name of Jesus. Shout glory. Hallelujah. So yesterday, can we please take a seat? Yesterday we spoke about riding prosperously. And we spoke about truth. And we spoke about revelation. The oil man himself is here. Is that not true? Mommy, you are missing in action. Last week we didn't see you. Amen. So, I talked about riding prosperously in truth. Then we talked about what? Serving or what? Serving to prosper. And under that one also we talked about riding prosperously. We talked about the difference between revelation and reality. And how you can hear the word. It can be revealed to your spirit. But you might not have laid hold on it. The word may not be near you, as the scriptures say, and how important that is. And we spoke about actions, very important. And we also spoke about the trials and the persecutions that comes through the word. The word of God attracts persecutions, and the word of God attracts some kind of trials. And when the trials come, you should be able to stand. And when you stand, you see the results. Amen. Amen. We talk about seven, seven to prosper. We say if you want to prosper, first of all, you must walk in truth. Secondly, you must learn to serve. There are Christians who never serve or do nothing in the house of God. So you cannot prosper with that kind of attitude. And we, we went into a lot of things. How important. The scripture says if you be willing and serve, if, you, if they will serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. And we say, serving God doesn't mean that you come to church. Serving God means that you have a responsibility that you do in the house of God. And that is an expression of your faith in Him, your love in Him. And He prospers you. The Spirit of God prospers you. And we say that every Christian is blessed. There is no Christian that is not blessed. And the blessings of the Lord, the blessings of Abraham, which is the blessings of the Lord, causes prosperity and success. So the results of the blessing is prosperity. The results of the blessing is success, good success. There are different kinds of success. Is that not true? Or successes. Depending on which particular world you are in. You are in the entertainment industry and your, your song hits and everybody is dancing. To them, you have become successful. Amen. Whether they are dancing to hell or they are dancing to somewhere else, apart from hell. We still become successful. But there is also good success, which is the success that is given by the Holy Spirit. A success that you can trace to the Holy Spirit. And we mentioned some names, some names here that are billionaires here. We mentioned uh, a lot of names within the church that are billionaires. Did you mention names here like that? Yes, uh, <laughs> we said the, the David Greens and the all that all of them are in this church already. What do you guys think? Uh, Child glory. And then lastly, we talked about we talked about being zealous. The zealous heart for God. So a Christian that is zealous for the Lord also experiences prosperity. The Christian that is not zealous for the Lord cannot prosper. 
So we say that when you are zealous, you would end up setting some kind of financial goals for the kingdom because you are zealous. You are thinking about the kingdom and you are setting goals for the kingdom. So we were there when we saw that it was already 6 o'clock. What do you guys think? And then we had to now break and look for some food. Amen. So today we are continuing from the zealous, the zealous heart. We said that the scripture says that the zeal of the Lord has consumed me. When Jesus whipped the people, the disciples remembered that he was, just not, he was not doing that because he was just angry. The anger that, with which he was doing that was a zealous anger. You see, he was so zealous that the zeal of the Lord had consumed him, had swallowed him up, and was expressing it in, in shipping the people who were selling things in the temple. Is that not true? And we also said that Elijah said that I have been jealous for God. And you read that point where you are so jealous for God. You read that point where you are so passionate for God. The insult that they insult God is the insult that they've insulted you. You read that stage of your, your work with God, your understanding of God, where you are so passionate about everything that that is God. Passionate about him, his kingdom, and all that. So let's continue from there. Should we continue from there? Before then, I want you to understand that there is no Christian that is a nobody. Write it down. There is no nobody Christian. There is no nobody. It's important to get our minds renewed. Anybody that is in church, that gets born again, no matter who he looks, how he looks like, no matter where he's coming from, no matter the shoes he's wearing, no matter the kind of hair she's not wearing, whatever it is, She's never in the sight of God regarded as a non-entity. There is no one in the sight of God who is a non-entity. No. No one who is born again. Why? Because when you are born again, the name of Jesus is on you. Anyone that is born again, the person may be a house help, the person may be a carpenter, the person may be the president, the person may be the what? Whatever, whoever the person is, the person is never a nobody in the house of God or in the mind of God. And God wants us to see people from that angle. You didn't hear what I said? There's no non-entity in the house of God. So, there's no Christian who looks like, oh, this one day he's nobody. No, in the sight of God. And every Christian must think like that. See, you are, you are not an ordinary. Once you are born again, your status has, your status has changed. Your identity has changed. You are, no, not a, you are not defined by what you are wearing. You are not defining, defined by where you find yourself. You are not defined by what you are doing or you are not doing. You are not defined by what you can't even afford at that particular time. And all that. You are defined by what God has said you are. Shout glory. And in the mind of God, we are plenty. Plenty things. We are not plenty things. We are heirs of God. We are joint heirs. And all that. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. I just wanted to see one or two before we continue with the zealous heart. See, I'm zealous for the Lord. See, I'm zealous for the Lord. John 10, 10 to 12. Very, very, I say unto you, okay, 10 to 12. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And it is but he says, I am come that they might have life 
and that they might have it more abundantly. Is that not powerful? So they have come so that you might have an abundant life. What is an abundant life? An abundant life is a life that is without scarcity. Write it down. An abundant life is a life that is without scarcity. So every Christian that is born again is born into a life of abundance. When we say you are born into a home of abundance, it means that there is no lack or need or scarcity. Right? Is that true? You are born into a home of abundance. When you are born again, you are born into a family of abundance. There is no lack in the kingdom. There is no lack in our family. Did you hear what I said? There is no lack in our family. There is no lack in our kingdom. And that should be your mentality. There is no lack in my life. In the name of Jesus. See, as we continue, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the, 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 the role of faith in these things. Sometimes people don't understand because they want to talk based on what they are going through now. They want to talk based on where they find themselves now. They want to talk based on what, in the physical, what they, they have in their pockets and in their bank accounts. But we don't talk like that. We don't do what? We don't talk like that. We talk based on what the word of God has said concerning us. If God says something, that is what we know. In fact, we, as we grow in the word, we come to that stage that the only thing we know is what God has said. Did you hear what I said? The doctors will say, this is cancer. You say, no, this cannot be cancer. Because that is not what God has said. Your account, when you check, they said, please uh, put something in your account. Look at now you have gone to negative. All right. It's not what you check in your account that matters. Why? Because prosperity in the sight of God is supernatural. Prosperity in the sight of God is supernatural. Supernatural prosperity. We are not talking about physical physical. Prosperity in the sight is supernatural. The means to prosper is supernatural. The Christian is supernatural. Are you born again? Because if you if you you don't activate your supernatural sense and the supernatural part of you, <laughs> you don't activate it. You live like an ordinary person. And everything about you will be so ordinary. You read the scriptures and you discover that there are some people who could not sleep because God's people had to prosper. You read the scriptures and you discover that there are people who took their gold and all of that and gave to the people of God. Not as a dream. They didn't know what came on them. They just gave it. That's supernatural. Did you hear what I said? There are people who came to war with the, with the people of Israel. And they had besieged them. And the, the country was in famine. People were eating their children. It was so severe that people were eating their children. And the king saw that one of his, uh, his, his the people in the, uh, were eating, the, the women there were eating their children. Said, what is happening here? In this country now we are eating our children to survive. And said, I will deal with Elisha. I will not let his head stay on his neck. <laughs> when Elisha heard all of that, Elijah said, this thing is not of God and I did not know. And Elijah made a declaration. When the prophet made a declaration, that night, God had to cause a supernatural happening. You see, we will come into that stage too, that phase too. We have a lot of things to share. What do you guys think? 
But I want you to understand that when we are talking about abundance, we are talking about supernatural means. I know you people do, all of you here are doing a very good job and you are taking salaries and all that. But it's still not abundance. Abundance means that a realm, a state, where there is no sense of lack. What if something is abandoned? What does it mean? Do you have credit? You say yes, abundantly. Because you have so much to even supply to people. You are not c- calculating. See, when you are in the stage of calculation, that is one phase. See, the air, as long as it's a child. Then you keep moving. To that point where you are not calculating anything. <laughs> you, are, you are the mashup level. You don't calculate how many hours you talk. What do you guys think? It's powerful. Is it not powerful? So, it's so important that as Christians, we develop that consciousness and that perspective of supernatural financial growth. See? Supernatural financial increase. Supernatural influence in our finances. If all that you can see is physical, then you live on it and you live like it says, you live to just survive. But we are not living to survive. We are living to be a blessing. And when we say to be a blessing, it's not that we have the ability to give 100 CDs to somebody. 100 CDs that you give to somebody will help the person. But how, how far will it take the person? Did you hear what I said? So we say you are living to be a blessing, so I give you 10,000 Ghana CDs. And so you have seen, if you are, if you are blessing somebody's life, you've seen the, the person really established. That blessing is not enough. So if you are, if you are blessed to be a blessing, Thank God for the little ones we are doing. But believe in the Lord to increase abundantly so that the blessings that you bless others will also be abundantly. Did you hear what I said? So your blessing will be in abundance. Like I said that yesterday I said concerning Christ Embassy that they have a school, the Inner Missions City School or Inner Missions something something school like that where Children are picked from the streets. And are, are, they are taking two schools from the kindergarten to a JHS for free. That's a blessing. That's abundance. And these things are not done by three people. Sometimes just one person. But he does it in the name of the ministry. So if your whole life that you are living is a life for you to prosper, and you to buy a car, and you to wear a suit, and you to do this, then you've not understood the blessing of Abraham that is on your life. The blessing of Abraham causes you to prosper, causes you to have good success, and causes you to be a blessing. Where you change somebody's world. I didn't hear a glory to that. That's one of my greatest dreams in this life, to change somebody's world. To be able to see somebody say, when I came, I looked like this. When I came, I was like that. When I came, if I had not come by this time, I would have been dead. Well, and all that. Then you see that somebody's life has been touched. Because I have this belief that you are only living once. So if you are living, you are going to struggle throughout your life and die struggling. Then what was the essence of your birth? <laughs> Did you hear what I said? And that is the mentality that God has. God thinks about us. He loves us so much and he wants us to prosper. And he's giving us that a life that enables us to have abundance. So when God looks at you, you just got born again. He sees somebody who is walking in abundance. But you may not look like it. You are like Gideon. 
When he says, thou mighty man of valor. And this is so important. It's important that Christians see themselves from scriptures. Did you hear what I said? See yourself from scriptures. Gideon was a mighty man of valor. The Lord is reducing me, a mighty man of valor. You have the life of abundance, me. I have a life of abundance. I can't even buy a tie. That's the same thing that Gideon was saying. If you study the scripture, you discover how God caused the prophecy of Elisha to come to pass. You love God. He caused that prophecy to come to pass easily. And these lepers were just there. They've always been there. And they've always been hungry. But what dawned on them suddenly? At that particular time, they said, we are going to the camp of the enemies. We are going. If we go there and we find something, fine. If we go and they kill us, let them kill us. If we go and they, they don't also kill us too. Lepers. And I don't want to go into the history of lepers in, in the Bible. But lepers. And they were going. When they were going to the camp, the Bible said the Lord caused the enemies to hear. Those are things when I read in the scriptures, I, you, you pray, you speak in tongues. Those are supernatural acts of God that, or the, the supernatural acts of the Spirit of God that, that causes you sometimes to pray. Because you wonder. The lepers were going, four lepers. As they were going, the Lord caused the enemies. The enemies came to fight. They had even reached that point where the Israelites were all hiding somewhere and they were hungry and all. There was famine and all that and nobody could go and fight the enemies and all that. But this particular night as the guys were going, the Lord caused the enemies to hear the host of an army. It looked, they felt like the Israelites were coming against them. They heard, the, that was the footsteps of the lepers. Lepers were walking and coming. But in the, in the ears of the enemy, the sound of four lepers looked like a whole cavalry of army coming against them. The, quest, the question is, even the Israelites were coming against them. That is why they, they came as enemies to fight. They moved from their hometown to come and fight. So if the enemies are coming to fight, or if the Israelites are coming to fight, what do you, what you have to do? If you hear them coming, you pick up your equipment and whatever it is and come to join, come for battle. But when they heard it, fear fell on them. To the point where they, this one took his own, they, they started killing themselves. And this one took and they all ran away. God caused the enemies to flee and left all their goodies there just for the Israelites. For the prophecy of the man of God to come to pass. I prophesy over your life. That same happening is happening in your finances. The same with Gideon had gone to battle. He was going to battle. He was so scared when he was going. The Bible says the Lord caused the sword of one to be against the other. The Lord caused... So they were just there, then suddenly something came in their minds. You, can you explain what really happened? Suddenly something just came on them. And this one took the sword and killed the other. And this one took the sword and killed the other. When they went, they had killed themselves. An army that had come to fight ended up killing themselves. All by themselves. That is the power of God. That is the working of the Spirit of God. That is what God is able to do. 
That is what the Spirit of God who lives in us is able to do. So it doesn't matter where you find yourself or how you look like. What matters is what the Spirit of God can orchestrate in your life. What, what matters is what the Spirit of God can cause to, to be in your life. I didn't hear glory to that. Or an amen to that. Who, who, who caught what I just said? So there's a there's supernatural. God has different supernatural means that we can't go into. Maybe one of the sessions we go into that. Amen. But I want you to catch this. Don't never look down on yourself. Look at the person. Never look down on yourself. Say it again. Say, never look down on yourself. It doesn't matter what you don't have physically now or presently or what you have. Don't look down on yourself. Why? Look into the word. Look up on yourself to read the word of God. Do you hear what I said? Look up on yourself. When they say, you, who do you think you are? You are nobody. Even you. You say, do you know who I am? I am somebody in the sight of God. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the child of God. I'm an heir of God. I, I live in abundance. He's brought us into a, a life of abundance. That's what he's saying here. That you might have it more what abundantly. From today, you walk in abundance. Your amen is, is saying that you stop preaching. Should I stop right now? So you see, being zealous for the Lord is very important. The life of abundance is there. But you need truth to see it manifest. You need service. Or you need to, and you need to be zealous for the Lord. When you are jealously guarding your love for the Lord. Your husband can't get you out of that love. Your wife can't get you out of that love. When they try to get you out, they will fall in that love. They will also fall in love with Jesus the way you fall in love with Jesus. Is that not true? You live a life that demonstrates the, life, the love of God. You love God. You are not just saying it. I love you, God. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. And then you are crying. Maladogo sotoya. If you love God, you are passionate. You are always passionate about the things of God. Those are just that I used those examples. Look, I was playing. If you are passionate about the things of God, you do a poster. You do a status. Anything that you see comes from the church that has to do with a program, a quote, something, you put it on the status. You are passionate. People can see your status over and over again and say that you are a Christian. Somebody read the status to me and said, no, this lady is a Christian. You, we, we, can, we can see that you love God through that. We can see the way you are involved in church. We can see the way you are involved in activities. Even on your statuses. We say, no, this girl, this lady loves God. Oh, this gentleman loves God. There are Christians who don't love God. There are Christians like that. They are born again. But nothing God enthuses them. They are, they, are not, they are not happy about any, anything God. They are not concerned about it. They don't even care what this just church we are going. Did you hear what I said? Some don't care to know anything about it. If you are sharing, if you are sharing the word of God, it's like we don't we are not interested in knowing anything about it. I'm just there by and I'm not interested in anything about God. Let me just let them preach and let's close. But when you love God and you are passionate about him, you are zealous. You are zealous. When we say the church today, we are not having a ah, 
Papa, why are we not having a meeting? We should be in church. If you don't have a meeting, where will we be going? You are passionate about him. You are passionate about his word. You are passionate about prayers. When we say come and lead prayers, it is World Cup to you. When we say we are fasting, it is World Cup to you. It's an opportunity. We say we are having a program like this. It's an opportunity to hear something about, about money. You've been down for a long time. This is an opportunity. What is it that is in the word of God about money that I don't know? Did you hear what I said? Passion for God. The zeal of the, the, zeal of the Lord has consumed me. And one perfect example I want us to look at is Job. Nobody was passionate for God throughout the Bible and was, was, was broke. Have you read your scripture, your Bible well? No one was passionate about God and ended up being broke or being poor. They started in a particular way. They went through trials, but they ended up rich. The end was that, and Job was old in so and so years. And Abraham was so old in so and so years. And the Lord had blessed him in all things. And Job was old in so and so years. And the Lord had blessed him all around. And Moses was old in so and so years. The Bible describes their age and describes how blessed they were, even at that age. So no one, according from the scriptures, nobody can be passionate, zealous, getting involved with everything that has to do with God and remain broke. They might have started broke, but they never remained like that. The starting is not important, it's the end that is important. The middle and the end. Say the middle and the end. But you can start very rich and end up being broke. You can even be a Christian, be very rich and end up being broke. And you'll be wondering why. Passion. Say passion. So these things we are sharing with you is not that we have come to church to hear preaching. We are telling you what you ought to do. If you are not passionate about God, you are not passionate about Christ, nothing about the church moves you. Whether we have church or we don't have church, you don't even know. Whether we are having a meeting or we are not having a meeting, you don't know. You don't care to know. You don't, it doesn't concern you. If today we were not going to come to church here, we say it is raining, everybody is staying in the house, you, may not, you might not have even known. Because you don't even care. You're on the, just on the church page, just being there. For us, to, you, are, you are hanging on the church page. You are not passionate. Do you hear what I'm talking about? You are not passionate. So if we even kick you and you fall over the thing over there, with all the life of abundance you are born into, you won't see abundance. See, at a point in time, that's just that I said that your picture, at a point in time, you must begin to, there's a time you go to trials. There's a time you are still expecting one or two. But you are still passionate. But at a point in time, you must see this kind of abundance in your life. It must become, it must manifest in your life. People must see you and say, hey, did you hear what I said? Right now, it may not look like that. But as you take these keys very seriously, serving in the house of God, taking truth seriously, giving yourself to the word of God, creating an environment where only the word of God prevails, There are Christians who laugh at ministers. 
They see some minister who has not made it or who is a little bit down and all that. He said, it should be a shame. He's a Christian. <laughs> is that not powerful? I said, is that powerful? He's a Christian. He said, oh, I saw for him. You are a Christian, but you talk against ministers of the gospel. You say they are fake. Can you call a minister of the gospel? Do you know what it means to be a minister of the gospel? You see a brother in the church who has been serving the Lord. Maybe he has not seen the blessings of the Lord. You say, ah, all these people, they all broke, broke people. are just coming to church. You don't understand Christianity. The word of God is not prevailing in your mind. The ideas of your friends, the ideas of whatever you got in school, ideas of maybe your family. Sometimes even your family people don't go to church. So even you, the church is, to you is uh, uh, just a, a norm. A norm. If you do that, you can never walk in abundance. If you want to see the Abrahamic blessing in your life and walk in financial abundance, you must be passionate for the things of God. Everything that has to do with God concerns you. You are consumed by it. You are consumed by it. It is eating you up. Your passion is eating you. You are, you, you, you are so on fire. How can I miss 90 minutes with the Holy Ghost? Where will I be then? It's a question you ask yourself. Why can I miss Sunday service? If we are still calling you to come to church, it means you are not passionate. You didn't hear what I said. But you want to see abundance. If we are still reminding you that there is a church service coming, then you are not passionate. Before the church service, before even the program begins, ah, what, what, when do we normally have gold as dust? Or when do we normally have our, our finance conference? Because it's a meeting we have every, every year, two of us. When are we having, uh, what, Ginomai? This year I have not heard anything about Ginomai. Why? You are passionate about, see, when you are passionate about activities of the church, you are passionate for God. You can't be passionate for God in an empty way. Say, I'm passionate for God. I'm, uh, I love God. I love you. All the other say, I love God. It's a talking love. It's what? You must put action to it. And express that love for God. Be passionate. Knock somebody say, be passionate for God. Oh, why? Are you not in church today? Yesterday, those who were in church were more active than today who are here. What do you guys think? Well, are they tired or something? <laughs> Not so tell the person, be passionate for God. Don't give excuses. Be passionate. Fill your years with passion. Fill your years. Look back at the look back the next ten years to come. You look back and say, I've been so passionate for God. I've been so zealous for God. I've been so jealous for God. Elijah could say it. So I've been jealous for God. So jealous for God. There are certain things that never comes to you because you are jealous for God. There are certain things that never come to you. You are so jealous. 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 Say jealous. It's godly jealousy. Shout glory. Whoever I just said there. So you read from Job chapter 1 quickly. Men who were passionate for God. 
Abraham, passionate for God. He was so passionate for God that the day God visited him, he knew. He was sitting in his tent somewhere at the corner of his tent. Some of us, if, 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 if God appears in the street and is walking, we will still not see him. He will pass by. Can God do that now? Yes, he can. Can angels do that now? Yes, they can. But you, they will pass you by. Abraham was so jealous and zealous for God to that point where he was sitting by his tent and the three men were coming and he could recognize that this is God and two angels. He said he could, he could perceive that these were not ordinary people. I said it the last time, the Shunammite woman could look at a man of God and said, no, this is not an ordinary man. He wasn't doing miracles. When the Shunammite man saw Elisha going, was he, she doing miracles? No. She was, he was just walking with Gehazi, passing by the house. Passing by the house of the Shunammite woman, passing by the house. Every time they would pass and go. The woman looked through his window. She was in the window somewhere. Very wealthy woman. Looked through the window and said, Ah, this man always passing. This man is not an ordinary man. For a, a woman in her house to be able to perceive that this man walking, who has been passing by our house, in front of our house, is not an ordinary man. Was he driving a chariot? Was he driving a horse? Was Elisha driving a car? So because he's, he has a car, he's a big, great, great man of God. Today we describe great man of God by a car. But the scriptures describe great men of God by their works and by their fruits. It's not by a car. It's not by suit. The man of God, Elisha, was passing by. The woman could pick that, no, this man is not an ordinary man. Then she went to tell the husband, there are people who say they are passionate for, for, for God. When their spouse, husband, wife comes to tell them, let's do something for this man of God. They'll say, are we even done something for ourselves? Let's do this now. Oh, you, you want to do that? When last did you do this for me? But this woman, this was a woman. Say a woman, a woman, a woman. Hello, say it was an LOF person. LOF person. I just say it's an LOF person. From LOF. Maybe one of the exec. Highly spiritual. And they could see. Ability to perceive. They could perceive that no, this man of God that is walking with this young guy, they're walking around as if they are nobodies. They are not ordinary people. I want to tell the husband that let, this man is not ordinary. Let's build a room for him. So when he's passing by to his mountain, when he's going to his mountain to go and pray, he will just Is that not strange and powerful? I said, is that not strange and powerful? And they built the house and all that. And they got their reward out of it. They got their reward. It's so powerful. I heard the man of God say something. He said, he said that some people are, some people, now where he is, some people, sometimes people will just come and, and come to his office and they say, we are building estates. But we can't build an estate without building a house for you in the estate. So we know you won't come and live there. But let's just let's build a house for you and give you the document and say, this is Pastor So-and-so's place. It's a Nigerian minister. So everywhere he goes, he says even in Ghana, he has a house here. I said, wow. Wow. So there are people who do that. Who do mighty things. They are so passionate. They see, they see a church 
In fact, now you don't have so much, but you are walking, you are driving on the streets, or you walk on the street, you see a church somewhere, and you see them in some container somewhere, and you see them praying and all that, you're like, wow, how can a church of Jesus Christ be in a container like this? You are not thinking, now we have, we have, we have kind of, we just see somebody in the container, and say, oh, everywhere they're popping churches, oh, everywhere they're popping churches. Then you are asking God, God, bless me, bless me. No. You think right. It's not every man of God that is, a, that, is a, that is fake. How do you even define somebody who is fake? You don't know. So leave the fake to the Jesus. Did you hear what I said? Leave the fake to Jesus. Leave the fake to Jesus. Says, who are you to judge another man's servant? It is like me sitting here and I'm judging a doctor. Judging, I see doctor, I'm judging this one to see a doctor. Can she be a doctor? What, what, on what basis can I judge her, what? Her competency or her status as a, as a, as a, as a doctor. On what basis? Do you understand what I'm saying? In the same way, you are not a pastor. You are not Jesus Christ. So on what basis can you judge me that I'm a fake man of God? Because I took a rape. Didn't Jesus take a rape? Because I cursed somebody. Didn't Elijah curse? Didn't Elijah curse Gehazi? His own son that that was serving him, he cursed him. Why could? Why didn't he forgive him? He cursed the leprosy of Naaman will cleave on you and to your generations. And the leprosy cleaved on on Gehazi to his generation. All the children he gave to a leper, 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 a man of God. And went to and died with all the uh, anointing in his bones. Never gave it to anybody. So you say, oh, this is a fake man of God. He has even cursed. You don't, you don't, you are not in that capacity. You want God to bless you. You are jealously guarding the things of God, including his ministers. Did you hear what I said? You are jealously guarding the things, the, 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 what concerns God, including the negative things they say about the church. Some of you are in workplaces. And your boss will save negatives about the church and you join. But you want to work in abundance. You are joining because your, your boss will give you a salary of 4,000 Ghana cities. Which can buy a, a, a tie. Can you buy a tie now? I've heard that now even tie is not is more than 4,000 Ghana cities. <laughs> is that strange and powerful? But you say some. It's true. Oh, all this church is true. Meanwhile, that your boss may be even stealing money in the office. Don't bosses do all those things there. So, jealously guard. No matter who is talking, you say, no, I'm not involved in this kind of, uh, uh, this matter. This is a higher matter. Matters that concern God, his church, ministers are all higher matters. Why? Because when God calls a man, he doesn't come to tell anybody that he's called a person. Nobody can tell when a man of God got born again and got a call. Every man of God talks about their call based on their experience. I said, if you are here, shout glory to that. Glory. And it's part of passion for God. If you can talk against ministers, you are not passionate. You are talking against ministers as if you are talking against, uh, 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 what do we call it? You are not passionate. You are talking about preaching, this preaching, this man of God preach. I don't even know all this preaching. That the man of God, you are talking, referring to the man of God in your church. All this preaching, they are preaching, sometimes they are even talking to me. You are not passionate. Last week, Pastor Ben taught us the word of God is for correction. It's for rebuke. 
and correction. Is that not true? Paul was going somewhere. He says that should I come with the rod of correction or with the gentle spirit? So he could go to the church with the rod of correction. That was rebuke. Shout glory. So it's so important that we are passionate for God. When you are passionate, your heart is after God. Your heart is after God. David said that my, my, my heart pants after you as the deer pants for water. Your heart is after God. It's panting after God. Your heart. Is your heart panting after God? I can tell you that now about 80% of Christianity, their hearts, their hearts are panting after things. Not God. When will God do this? God has delayed. When will I have this? Uh, now I've got in the car. The man of God prophesied. Uh, what am I doing with church? Let me go and drive my car with my girlfriend. That's all. Panting after things. But he said, seek ye first. He did read it yesterday. Seek ye first the kingdom and the kingdom's righteousness. It's not just the kingdom. The right way to live. As a kingdom person, there is a right way to live. Righteousness is not just about sin. Sin is part. But there's the right way to do things. There's a right way, for instance, if you come to church this Sunday, and this Sunday you come to church, it's not the right way to live as a kingdom person. It's not right. If some, nobody calls you, and you are just there, and you come one Sunday, and next Sunday you don't come, there's any program, you don't care, and all that, it is not the right way to live. So it says, seek ye first, and, and it's righteousness, the right way, the right life. When you come and also others, others, you sit here, the right way to live and behave as a Christian is to follow the order. It's the right way. Once you begin to rebel and say, oh, who are you to, to... It's not the right way. So it may not be necessarily sin, but it's not the right way to do things. You didn't hear what I said? Those of you who are married, sometimes you can say something and your wife will tell you, this is not the right way to talk to me. Because there's a right way to address that issue. You did hear what I said? But to say that you are very stupid, how even talk? It's, it's not the right way to talk. Did you hear what I said? So there's a right way to do things. In the kingdom too, there's the right way to do things. Offering is a right way to do things. It's part of the church. Today people talk about offering. One day I'll teach you on that. They don't know what they talk about. But when you are passionate, you are passionate, you will learn the right way to do things. You will learn instructions. Instructions from the man of God, instructions from the leaders, instructions from the pastors, instructions. The pastor may not instruct you, but another pastor has instructed you. You see, so there's a right way to do things when you are instructed by a leader. Like I said yesterday, a man of God, you, you are there, you, you see that person, and has called your phone. He called you. You see it, miss call. And in your mind, you know, this has to do with church. Then you decide, I won't return. It's not the right way to do things. You can do that when it doesn't have to do with the church. Maybe somebody is coming to mention lotto numbers to you. And you see, you look at it and say, this is lotto numbers call. Have you, how many of you have had a lotto numbers call? Or a kind of... Uh, uh, a fraud kind of call where somebody calls you and says that uh, I, 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 
and all, you know, all those kind of things. So may that one you can do. But you see Pastor Obed missed call. You see Pastor Fess missed call. You see any of the leaders, any of the leaders, they call you, missed call. You may not know what they are talking, they are coming to tell you. Then you just look at your baby is coming to say why I didn't come to church on Sunday. Or why I didn't come for midweek service. Then you don't return it. It is not a kingdom way. See, it's a disrespect. It's a disrespect for the authority that you are under. Spiritual authority. So those, that's what he's talking about. He says, seek first the kingdom and the kingdom's righteousness. He says, and all the things that you are pursuing shall be added unto you. So what are you to pursue? Pursue the kingdom. Pursue God, Christ, his agenda, his program. And all the other things will be added unto you. Job, there was a man who heard what I just said here. If you heard it, shout hallelujah. There was a man in the land of Uz. And these things are not things to just let you hear. They are things to let you do. To know to do. To make changes in your life. A person who never makes any changes in their life is going nowhere. There are people who are uh, 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 in QC or team. Where you are sitting is where you are sitting. No changes. Once we say we talk, we say this, you won't change. Once you do it, you won't change. The word of God says you should do this. You won't change. That's for you is the, me. I'm the way I am. Nobody can change me. Even not the man of God. Even if you put something on me, I won't change. I'm the way I am. It will not affect the man of God. It will not affect any of the members. It will affect you personally. So you make changes. Maybe you are not zealous. You develop that habit, that character to be fervent in spiritual things. Shout glory. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. Are you in church? And that man was perfect and upright. A description. This is the Holy Ghost describing a person. That man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Uh-huh. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Continue. His substance. You see what I'm talking about? So there's no man, there's no person who, is, who was passionate about God. God actually describes the person's age, describes the person's work with him, number one, describes the age and describes their substance. The scriptures, too, well, that's what some people say with prosperity, all these prosperity preachers. When you read the Bible, you see, you see the Bible full of people's substances. There was a great man. The human woman was, was called a great woman. When you study the new, the, the new translation, it means a woman of substance. She was so wealthy. Maybe she was even wealthier than the husband. And they had no child. But she still told the husband, I want to, let's build, the husband said, go ahead. And then for somebody to, for a wealthy woman, for a woman to build a, a, a house and all of that, or a room and all that for a prophet, she had something. The scriptures calls her a woman of substance. LOF. Shout glory. I just shout glory. So it says here, it describes Job's substance. His substance also. When you read about, oh, I don't have to we'll go there to Genesis. It talks about the substance that Abraham had. You read about David. It talks about the substance in gold, in silver that David had from war. It was that substance that David was going to use to build the temple and left it for Solomon. 
They talked about how rich Solomon was. Didn't the Bible describe Solomon's wealth? No, they didn't describe Solomon's wealth and glory and the substance that he had. You read throughout. So at a point in time in your life, you should be able to describe your substance. Did you hear what I said? How, how, how much God has blessed you and the assets you have and the lands you have and the cars you have and the ones you have given out. I gave 30 cars on the 1st of January. I saw Elder Godwin. I said, no, this man is so passionate. And I gave him a car. I saw a church in some corner somewhere around my hometown. And I saw this and I gave them a land. I said, ah, why will you be in this tent? What is happening? I also belong to World Changes Church. But I don't, I'm not, I don't fellowship with you people, but I can see that you are passionate for God. But you don't have a land. Okay, tomorrow come and take this money and buy, well, I'm buying this land and build, build, build on it. That has become some people in Nigeria, that's what they do. Some ministers and some people who have been blessed in churches, that's what they do. You see men of God, this man are talking about how one person has built a whole auditorium of 500 uh, people and 1,000 people. Somebody showed me recently, one, of, one church in, in the Pentecostal church, that one man and their wife built this church for this. This church was built by one man. You should send me a picture of it. In Ghana. So you see, this thing of my 7,000 and it's making you, or your hill that is so nice, that is making you feel that you are in abundance. You have not gotten there. You are in abundance, but if not, the abundance must reflect. So, and that's why I said, you must have, if you are zealous, you have spiritual financial goals. Or financial goals for the kingdom. You have written it down. If God blesses me like this, you, you are praying, you can say, Lord, you have your paper, your sheet of paper, you take it in the night when you are praying, 12 o'clock, and you finish praying, but the manner you pray from 12 to 1, when it's 1 o'clock, you don't sleep, the next 30 minutes, you take the sheet of paper, you declare in the name of Jesus, Lord, the blessing of Abraham is on my life, if you cause the wealth to come, the same, the same way Papa P is preaching like that, if you cause the wealth to come, come upon my life, and I see the wealth, this is number 1 on my list, this is number 2 on my list, this is number 3 on my list, this is number 4 on my list, and I vow to do it, you are praying. You will be shocked in the next few months the things that will happen. But whereas you don't have any sheet of paper like that, in, in fact, as you are sitting, you are thinking about how to build your house. I think how to build, buy this. You are thinking how to buy that. You may not have anything now, but still have kingdom goals. Do you hear what I said? Don't be don't be self centered. Be God centered. If you are self centered, all you get is from yourself. If you are God-centered, all you get is from God. So be God-centered, be God-minded. Who is going to be God-minded from today? Write goals. Don't write goals. Don't wait till the account, the bank account is full of millions of dollars. Then you are writing goals. Write the goals now so that it will attract the million of dollars. When you read the scripture saying, when you read about God, you realize that you take the step first before something happens. Something doesn't happen before you take the step. Why? Because God is a God of faith. Faith takes the step before it happens. Did you hear what I said? Abraham, Abraham became Abraham. Father of none became father of all nations before he had that son. Is that true? So it must be first. Your, 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 
your passion must be seen by all. I don't have time to enter into some part in the New Testament when Paul is talking about some people who are so passionate. He mentions some of them are ministers. He mentions some of them are helpers with him. Those who are helping in ministry, they're passing. Be passionate. It's so important. Be, be hot. Not say be hot. Be hot. Look at them. Say we you do do we you do do. Be hot. You are too cold. Be hot. Be on fire. Be on fire. Be on fire. Be on fire. Write your goals. Do what. I want to see what WCN members building churches, building mission houses. One person building a mission house for this church. One person building, uh, what do you call it? Church auditoriums. So one person building, doing things. You say we are doing uh, prison evangelism. You say I'm the one who is, is, is sponsoring that. What do they want? We buy clothes. We don't have to take all the clothes. We just go and buy clothes and give to them. And feed some of them. And sponsor this. And do this. Do things. Do things. As the ministry grows... There will be a lot of things to be done. And here, glory to that. So you must not be broke sitting in the corner somewhere. We meet you broke. We will ship you. After hearing all this good news. We will ship you with the word of correction. After hearing all this good news. After five years, seven years, ten years. You are still the same. It cannot be. Unless you are the one who permit it. You say, I'm permitting myself to be the same. Even if you permit it, it will ship you in the dream and let you wake up. If you are there, shall glory. See, poverty is not good. When I talk like that, poverty is not good. When I talk, you understand. Poverty is not good. And there is a behavior of poor people. There is a behavior of people who are poor. There is a way they behave. There is a way they behave. You will be shocked. They don't see anything good. They don't see anything good. If you give a poor person a car, you'll be sure that for one week when you go, the car is spot. Give a rich person a car. You will see the, the mentality with which you handle the car. I'm telling you practical. Didn't I say something yesterday here? Today I don't say it. <laughs> is that true or false? Give a poor person a house, but the time you go, it's full of cockroaches. All the bags, all the bags are in one room as if there are no other rooms. You see the whole floor some way, some way. And all of that. He's so broke that he doesn't know what he's doing in that house. But give it to a person who has sound mind and is blessed. The person, even if it's not his house, the person knows that this thing is money sitting down here. This one is money. The building there is money. Eh? The air conditioning inside is money. The tiles there is money. The one who doesn't see that is money is because he's broke. You tutu all the tiles. By the time you go, the tiles have removed. Did you hear what I said? There's a way people who have been poor for a long time behave. And you do not know what it means when you have to do things and you, you don't have in, you don't have money and your 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 system, your whole system, you you run crazy. So please, when we are teaching you some of this, take it serious. We don't want you to be broke. 
If you get rich for yourself, you have gotten rich, you get rich. Sometimes, if you say you are looking at all the actions, the hearts and all of these of people, you, you, sometimes you just say, God, just, you just bless them. If they will go, let them go with their blessing. At least they, it's better than being broke. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. <laughs> it's true. Lack, walking in lack and all kinds of things. Your head, when we talk, you hear. When we talk, you you always you always be fighting. You be even in marriage when you are, all of you are, you are two of you are all broke. You always be fighting over unnecessary things. It may be a soap, a toothpaste, and things fighting over toothpaste. Ah, the tube, where is it? Right now, all the tube is finished in the house. It's a mentality of a broke person. Maybe you are not so broke. Now you are okay. You are the average level. Change that mentality. You see all kinds of things. Is that not true? It's true. <laughs> Shout glory. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you fool. Every day, some of you, when you are working, are only checking fool. <laughs> You are, you, are, you are living based on what you have in your pocket. May the Lord increase you. Yeah, we, we all go for the next car. Yesterday, he introduced me to an electric car. I said, no, this electric car, when we say go, the car will go. When you finish, go and do an exhibition. If you want to buy, if you won't buy, don't do an exhibition. If you know you can't buy, you just wait. No poverty mentality. Not that you come and say, hey, hey, hey. No. When you, when you say, hey, then you say, how much is it? Then, then they, when they mention it, then you speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. As you are going, you say, no, I have to buy this car. Is that not strange and powerful? Many years ago, when I had nothing, I was walking on the streets. And mommy says, yes, you testify. I will take care. I will go and take care. We go to, I go to a house. We leave the house. We walked to Laboni. Those days, Laboni, now I don't know about Laboni. Laboni, the estate in Laboni. We will walk through the estate. On the, on the, as we are walking there, so I said, I'll be telling, I said, this house, is, I'll be building some. I'll be living in houses like this. Me, I don't live in a single chamber. Oh, no, 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 no. You ask her. I had nothing. I was wearing Telewati talking. <laughs> Full of faith. So when you see the car, what I tell you, when you see the car and you speak, you say, this car, we are buying it. We are driving more than that. Sometimes you are just there, you just see a car, you look at the car and say, you, I will drive what is bigger than you. To God's glory. I'm not saying you get the car and then you go and take some beer. After God has blessed you, take a beer and you sit, you sit on the what? Bonnet there and, and, and take a, and take an Instagram thing and say, God, God no go shame us. God no go shame us. God, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Dog, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> or dogs? <laughs> and you put the God no go save us. Then you be playing some kind of wellness after God has blessed you. Then we are calling uh, 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 Mr. So and So. We are going for outreach. We are going to print t-shirts. We want to. Oh, they are worrying me. They are worrying me. They are worrying me. Even if not for my hard work. There are Christians like that, too. Some come to the point of coming to take their ties back. 
They say, calculate your, my tithes that I've given you all these years, so give it back to me. See, Christians, some Christians, some people can. It's because they never, they were in church, they, they never got trained. Or they never allowed themselves to be trained. The man of God is speaking about this all something. It's passing here. It's passing here. As we look at the time, we should close right now. You know. But be passionate for God. Do things for God. When we call you, show up. Excuses. It shows you are not passionate. Oh, why? Because of this. Why? I have a funeral here. Why? Oh, my friend, my cousin's name. Why? Oh, my. Oh, we're going. Why didn't you come? Oh, I, every day you have excuse. You have excuse. You have excuse. But when something bad is about to happen, you remember the name of Jesus to mention. No wonder that name doesn't work for some Christians. By the time something bad is happening to you with all your excuses, you'll be saying, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, you say, who has just called me? I don't know who this person is. It's a missed call. There are people who won't shout Jesus. But God will still deliver them. As they are going, they are so passionate for God that they are even traveling in a hurry to come back on Sunday. So when they say this, they don't even say the, say the Jesus. They don't say it twice. One Jesus can do it. If they don't even say Jesus, they say, no, this one can be touched, please. He will make a way of escape. Shout glory. So his substance also was 7,000 sheep. You see, they are describing it here. And 3,000 camels. And 500 yoke of oxen. And 500 she asses. And a very great household. A very what? This is what I'm talking about, being a blessing. I mean, it wasn't just he and the wife in the house. A great household. There are people there. People living with them. People that they paid their school fees. People that they took them from wherever. Some were even workers. Some were what? And they paid their school fees. They, 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 they paid their school fees of their children and took care of the workers. Abraham did the same. You read about Abraham. The Bible mentioned about 300 uh, mates that he had. When Lot was, was caught, Abraham went to battle with his mates. Mates of about 300 in the house. Can you, do you know what it means to have about 300 people as mates? And you are feeding all of them. And they have families. You are taking care of all of them. Blessings. That's the, that's the Abrahamic blessing. Is there a good, are you getting a good mentality? So salary, I'm the one who works in PMC. I work where? P, you understand? PWC. I work in something, something. The, the, the work where you work is, is good to say it, but it's not enough when it doesn't bring abundance. So make me here tomorrow, I'm in the abundance. I work here, I work here. It's not a thing. You have to work in abundance. Say, I'm working in abundance. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. May you be the greatest of all the men of the East. When we are mentioning global men, your name is there. You are telling your story where it came from. You are not removing Pastor Prince out of the story. Neither are you removing God out of the story. You say, I can't tell my story without calling this man of God. Wait. They are interviewing the camera. So you say, wait, 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 wait. Let me call my man of God first. Say glory to that. Is that not powerful? We say, wait, 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 let me call. TV3 says, what is the success story? Say, wait, the success story cannot be told without my man of God. Because people, when they are telling their success story, they tell, and I pray, and I do this, and the man of God, my man of God, too, has played a very important role in my life. They mention the man of God's name. You don't know what he has done. I was at the point of giving up. 
He might not have even given you money or prayed for you. I was at the point of giving up. I would have even died by this time. The man of God's preaching alone was encouraging us that we would be great. We shouldn't give up. And I was hearing it. Every day I would hear, I would be playing it. And be telling myself, I won't give up. I'll be great. I had nothing. But I was saying it. Now this is how far God has brought us. Not without diligence. Not without other things. But the role of a man of God is very important. The role of God. You don't take Christ out and just be talking, talking. No, no, you may say all of that and think that, oh, that is all. But God looks at you. The day I'm talking about is watching you say, no, this guy. If he gets more money, something will happen. The whole heaven will break loose. Or the whole earth will break loose. Involve the ministers that are... The ministers may not give you a capital. Today we are in church where people get testimony, but nobody gave me a prophecy. And they didn't pray for me. See, but in the churches we used to attend when we were young, we don't, you don't need to receive a prophecy. You don't need prayer. Even on Sunday nights, nobody will pray for you. You just hear preaching. You go home. But when God blesses you and your business is doing well, you come before the congregation and come and thank God. We have a session, we had a session like that, Thanksgiving, where you come and you thank God. How, how, what God has done in your life this year. How we opened the contract. How we opened this. And testify before the people. Before God and His congregation. If you cannot testify, before you say, oh, but I told, told Papa it's okay. So no, come and tell them, oh, no, 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 no. Now I've even heard some people say, I don't want to come on the camera. I don't want to be okay. No, let me just, no. That will be good. But the next testimony, it will take you 10 years. Some of you, it has taken you 7 years. Check and see. Maybe you didn't give your testimony. The next 20 years, you'll be there. you say, ah, me pa, the way I'm and all that. You weren't testifying. You do hear what I said? You weren't testifying. You say, come and testify. You won't testify. Because you are shy. You are shy. Jesus said it. If maybe you've not seen it. It is in red. And if you are ashamed before me, ashamed of me before men. Well, it's not in red. It's ashamed of me before men. I also be ashamed of you before my father. So there is nothing you can't be. You can't be ashamed of Christ. On that's what I'm talking about. Ashamed. You meet somebody holding a cigar on the street. There is ashamed of you. Is he ashamed of you? Right before your eyes, they enter that beer parlor there and get boots and be doing like this as if the whole uh, uh, earth has started falling apart. They are not ashamed of you. Some people hold their girlfriend somewhere in the corner somewhere doing, doing things before your eyes. You are passing past. Yeah, what is happening here? But they are not ashamed of what they are doing even in public. I met some guy somewhere, some lady somewhere. If I had if I had Gabby's kind of, I would have disciplined that guy. When I saw the guy's slippers and what they were doing, you remember? I look at the guy with some eyes. I say, Ah! If I had that, I would have beaten this guy here. They said, Then of course I will beat you. Maybe that's why God didn't give me that kind of. What do you think? People are not ashamed of certain things, but we Christians are always ashamed of the gospel. We are ashamed of telling people what God has done. We are ashamed of telling people what, 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 what the man of God said and has come to pass. We are ashamed, of, ashamed to associate what God is doing with the man of God. I don't want to associate this with the man of God. Because he didn't give me a prophecy. He didn't pray for me. He wasn't the one who told me this will happen. 
Some people cry, the after you've even told that that's happened, they'll say, oh, no, you see, you see. Meanwhile, when it had not happened, they won't let you rest. Man of God, I was calling to remind you that you said you'll be praying for me. You'll come again. Man of God, I'm calling to remind you that uh, the, what, what, you, what you, we talked about, it has still not happened. I'm still waiting. Sometimes you are, you are, you are <laughs> it's mommy who does well with that. I don't do well with that. My phone is always on silent, so if I see it, and I see that you are not coming to worry me, I'll call you. I'm on me, every call you pick. I say, what is the problem? Somebody's problem. Pro- all kinds of problems. I'm about to lose my job. I've lost my contract. I've lost my days. Sometimes I even hear some from her. I've lost my, what happened? Oh, this person said he has lost the contract. Eh. I'm going to say somewhere because I don't want all these burdens to be on me. If they are on me, I, I, even now I can't eat. If you put the other burdens, something will happen to me. <laughs> shout, shout glory. Unless you encourage the person, don't worry. We just say, I'll pray for you. The person says, man of, woman of God, you know, you know, I told you I've gotten prayer. As I speak to you, I've even gotten miscarriage. Oh, don't worry. I'll pray for you again. All kinds of things. There was a couple I prayed for who got miscarriage. They said they came to test when they got miscarriage. They called her. And she prayed for them and then they got pregnant. We don't even know the sun, whether it's dark or black or yellow or red. He's gotten pregnant, whether it's yellow or something. But one of God, please, as I talk to you, I'm going to the hospital. One of God, the doctors say that the child's head has gone left and then this one has gone right. Because these are things that happen every time. That's, that's why I say, before you say, you don't know what I've done for the man of God. Before you say that, you should, you should look at what the man of God, the woman of God, the man of God has done that you may not be aware of. Because what we do is spiritual. It only manifests in the physical. Some people can trouble you and talk back. They don't have any passion. Man, woman of God, why will you put my testimony on the church page? Man of God, why will you put my this on the... You don't know, you wonder, are you the same person who was saying we should pray for you for this or you have changed? So some of you who are men or women of God, by this time you would have slapped, slapped some people. But when we are, when we are talking, you, you act as if you are so good there eh, and we are bad. One day I'll test some of you, you see. <laughs> but uh, the time you check, you start deleting some people from your face. You know, or for the only time we hear you be. There are people, like Christian people like that, they only call you when something is about to happen. Once they call you and you see the call, it means the person needs something. Maybe the boss has given some letter or something is about you. You will now be wondering on your phone before you pick up, has something bad happened I didn't see? Or what is happening that this call is coming? Because you know this call is not coming to give you money. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. Say passion. passion. Sometimes you call your man of God, man of God. But Gabby sent me a message and I was lying down, I was sleep, I was I was crying. I was about to sleep, I was so tired. Sometimes I was so tired and he sent me some message. A text message. Oh, that message touched me. Is that not powerful? Thank you very much, man of God. This, 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 this. And I know that this, 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 this. I read the message. I was crying. I said, Lord, do this thing for them. That someone never send you text message, never call you, even your birthday, my birthday. Birthday, they'll use themselves as status. Because my birthday is their birthday. If it's Papa's birthday, so what? Me, I'll say it now. <laughs> if, it was, if, it, if it was in 2013, I won't say it. But now I'll say it. But what do you think? Everybody is sending happy birthday, man of God. Thank you for all that you've done. Happy birthday, woman of God. Thank you for all that. Like I said, many people call in. When we are living travel, people were calling. 
They call, they say, let me call you the, the what the Ghana line. He said the Ghana line. No, let me call you what line? What whatever line that is there? Just let it be available. Let me call. What is happening to me? Well, to the point of someone's uh, 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 what house issue, rent issue that they are moving. I know they say enforce of them. When they call, mommy, as I speak to you, they are moving so and so out of the house. And what should I do now? Now I'm planning to use this money. This mommy say, no, 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 don't use that money. No, don't use that money. No, but if I don't use it, to, they are moving them out of the house. What should I do now? Then you'll be there the next two days. Mommy, what I talk about, still, they are still moving. The whole thing has not still changed. Then a woman of God must pray for, that to, for the landlord to change this. <laughs> but you see, yesterday the person gave a testimony to mommy. That the money she was going to take, that mommy said, don't take that money because that money is set for something. If we are said, bring that money at New Year's Eve, it will become war. Is that not true, Basobed? It will be a war. That the person was skipping. Suddenly somebody showed up and gave the relatives that were being moved out a house. The person was traveling out of the country and gave them that they should live in it until they finished building and all of that. And she came to us with the mommy. Hey, mommy. But I'm trying to tell some of the some of the some of the phone calls she picks. That sometimes I wonder, I wonder why. <laughs> Maybe that's pastoral care. Okay, what do you guys think? <laughs> when you see her putting things on the page, so I tell her, don't put anything there. Don't put. You say no, I'll put it there. If I don't correct, if you don't correct them, he says you ask me. <laughs> but you know, some people just say, no, oh, mommy, the near thing or the near to two. But some of us who don't talk, we may leave you to go and die. Amen. Today I woke up six o'clock with a burden concerning someone in the morning. When I woke up, I said, Ah, why? I felt for the person and all that. But that's how I, if I don't see anything, I don't remember. Sometimes I may not even bother. But if you, are, if you are calling every day, calling, calling, by the time I finish, even now I can't really eat. I have not eaten what for the past three weeks. The past three weeks, I've not eaten wet, I've not eaten jollof, I've not eaten. Ah. Then you are now adding a uh, 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 landlord issue. Oh, then you know, that time, do that one, they'll just be drinking only water. <laughs> and she has the capacity to swallow all of that. Somebody called, she said, There was a lady who called, now, this, 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 now I'm pregnant. And she said, No, don't, don't tell anyone now, just wait. A pregnancy, let's keep praying. The person wants to tell, tell everybody. And sometimes so these things happen. Then if something happens, they call again. You say, did you tell them? Yes, I told my auntie. I told my auntie. Ah, okay, we will pray again. Ah, that prayer will come in the spirit. <laughs> I think because of her temperament, she's able to do that. Uh, she, she's wild, so she can pick anything. She picks call to the point of picking even the lotto numbers one. <laughs> and pick the other ones to the fraud one. So that you look at the number and say, this is fraud. If you've written it, then, 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 fraud. Or so you still pick and say, hello, who are you? And then they say, hey, mommy, mommy, Mr. Kana, you Then she'll she tell you, say, Sikabaya. Oh, then, okay, they meet you, my wife, meet you, my wife, meet you, my She picks a lot of calls. My phone, as I speak to you, well, you see, is on silence. If you call me and I, don't, I don't pick, it's not because it's just always on silence. I don't want to hear a whole lot of the burdens. I don't know when somebody has an issue, I feel burdened for the person. Once I hear that with this person, this is not working for the person, that is not working. I feel so burdened every time until it changes. 
so bad. So I don't want to add burdens upon burdens so that my heart will not fail. <laughs> Doc, what do you think? Doc is holding my heart now. He's saying, Papa, hold your heart well. Hold your heart away. <laughs> so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Verse 4. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. Uh-huh. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning. Some of you have kids, you don't sanctify, you pray for them. You have kids, pray for them. And those of you who have your kids at Sunday school, give them offerings. Not because we need that money, but we are, you train them to give offerings. These are things we learned. Pastor, we didn't we learn them, the Church of Pentecost? We learned. I never went to Sunday school without an offering. Maybe 50 persons, it may be one CD, but you go with an offering. So you grow up and you can never go to church with empty pocket. Anyone who never was trained, like, who was never trained like that, when they come to church, they come empty. When you give them a blue, they now remember where I left my wallet in, in my car. So you train, train up a child in the way you should go. You train them to pray, you pray for them, you talk to them, let them know that they are intelligent and all their friends. They have the spirit of excellence. You speak to them. Amen. When they are coming to church, tell them when you come, I will ask you. When we come, I will ask you what you heard. Even if you won't ask. So when they are coming, they are on their mind, you are going to ask them. Because that was what we did last week and we are some and sister without falling into temptation. <laughs> As a person or two. We asked the girls, well, what did you learn? They said, we didn't even learn anything today. Started telling all the things that they learned and what they didn't learn. And even to the point of Brassam holding his phone and going to check his phone, they said everything. They will say everything. You train them like that. When that happens, wherever they go, whatever experience they have, they come and share. If somebody is molesting or doing that, they will come and tell you quickly. But you keep them there, they, they are just there. Just, all these things are trainings. But train them with offering. Amen. One CD. 50 pesos. 20 pesos. Any money, just give it to tell them, tell them. And let them, let, let them give offering. And tell them, let them take offering. Let the children know we are taking offering. Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? powerful? It's training. Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. Burnt offerings. Do you see there? Burnt offerings for the children. Sometimes you can give partnership for your children. Sometimes you can give a seed for your children. That's burnt offering for all the children. That was what Job was doing. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came. Maybe one day I have to teach this thing. Verse 7. But no, I can't teach that. Now there was a day, uh, continue. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth. You see why he said, I said, When the demon come, give him a chair, he's tired. He's gone to and fro in the earth. And from walking up and down in it. Uh-huh. And the Lord said unto Satan, This is the Lord speaking to Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man? One that feared God. Do you see there? The fear of God. When you are passionate, you fear God. You fear God. That's why I say you are owing, you are still owing your New Year's seed, or you don't want to pay New Year's seed. 
because you are waiting for Pastor Obed. Pastor Obed may not call you. You don't fear God. You say, I don't have the money. What have you done? What are the steps you have taken? Pastor Obed, you know, I know my New Year's that I have to redeem. I have not redeemed. One day I'll teach you on pledges. I have not redeemed, but I'll redeem it. I'm still praying. I'm believing God for some breakthrough. Pastor Obed will say, let it be unto you according to your words. Is that not true? But you want us to call you December 31st, you are here dancing. You are still having pledge within the year. Is that not strange? So an upright man, wonderful, and continue verse 9. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? You see Satan, the accuser of the brethren to the brethren. <laughs> continue. Uh-huh. This one is accuser of the brethren to God. Has not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Uh-huh. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he has. See, yesterday I was talking about trials. And he will curse thee to thy face. That was what Satan was saying. Let's touch all that. He has money. That's why he said, you've blessed him. That's why you take all the money and let's see. Let's test him and see. Without money, will he still serve you? Without all the good, good things, will they still serve you? Let us see. Many Christians will fall down like this. They will fall like a, 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 a what? And what their, their heart is in, the trust in is taken from them. Some of you, you trust in things, you trust in your work. Some of you, you trust in your certificate. The day to get, the will be fire outbreak and it will burn. Something will happen. Some of you, you trust, your trust is here. It says, curse is the one who trusts in the arm of the flesh. And blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. If you trust in the Lord, like I said, I said Abraham. Abraham said that even if they, I sacrifice my son, God can bring back that son to life if I do it. Even, and he was saying it out because that sacrifice was not just killing. It was burnt offering. So he was going to sacrifice, kill, and burn the son. And whilst he was doing that, he was thinking that God can still raise the son out of the ashes. The level of faith. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he had is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of God, of the Lord. Continue. Is that not powerful? Who is following the reading? Then we all know what happened. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house, and suddenly, all the things started happening. All, he, he ended up losing all his children, all, his, all the plenty things they mentioned. The cattle and the camels they mentioned, he lost all. Go to chapter, chapter 2, verse 33. I want us to see something there. I want us to look at Job 102. We don't have time, but we look at it. Come on, shout glory. glory. Look at Job chapter 2, verse 33. Look at what happened there. Satan touched all his things to the point where he had nothing. Because he had permits, permission from God to do that. Somebody told me some time ago that that Job story, is it not just a mere story? <laughs> is, it a, is it real? Did it happen to a person called Job? Lagos <laughs> Apradis Otolukosh. Job 2. Job chapter 2. Hey, what's happening here? Or Job chapter 1. Oh, not 33. 
I think I should have written, go to 10 and let me see, verse 10. Is that not powerful? Who is following? Say, I'm walking in prosperity. The way you are saying it, you are saying it like a, say, I'm walking in prosperity. Say again, say, I'm walking in prosperity. Say, I'm walking in the blessings of the Lord. Say again, say, I'm walking in the blessings of the Lord. Is this what? Go to eight. Ten is okay, but go to eight. Go to eight for me. I want us to read from eight. No, not Job eight. Where you just went to right now. That was Job, Job chapter two. Yes, and he took him a pot shed to scrap himself with all, and he sat down among the ashes. Verse nine. Then said his wife unto him. Uh, okay, start from verse one. Let me see. I want to see what I want you to see what happened before you come to the wife's story. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present. And they said, and they be an before the Lord. Uh-huh. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan said the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Uh-huh. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man? This is chapter 2. One that feared God and eschewed evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. Verse 4. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin. Yeah. Satan had taken everything. He wasn't satisfied. He wanted the skin. He wanted Job's health. All that a man has, Satan is so wicked, eh? <laughs> and Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man has will he give for his life. So it was after Job's health. But put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. Verse 6. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thy hand, but save his life. Verse 7. <laughs> is it not strange? So went, so went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with sore boil, sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. Mm-hmm. And he took him, that's what, that's what this one happened, I'll go to verse 9. So after the boils and all that on Job, his health too was failing. Then Job's wife came in. This one is not LOF wife. So it's not LOF. Then said his wife unto him, Does thou still retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. That was the wife. So there are also certain women, they are not in LOF, who are like this. When the whole thing started, they started losing, losing, Job was so rich, you were enjoying. Now Job is losing small, 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 small. Now you are complaining. So he says, curse God and die. The same thing happened to Lord's wife. When he looked at all the substance she had, that she was living in that country there. And the angel said, keep going, don't look back. He said, ah, why shouldn't I look back? I've left my purse there. That best I bought it in UK. I have left my <laughs> I have left that one there. And she turned, and you all know what happened. Continue verse 10. So it's important. Ladies, are you here? Yeah. It's so important. Don't 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 give the men pressure when they are going to trials. Turn to somebody, turn to a lady that is with you and say, Don't don't give don't give Mr. So and so or Mrs. So and so, Mr. So and so pressure when they. <laughs> you, you see where I'm, where I'm looking at? I'm looking at here. 
<laughs> they are not here. Now. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. Then Job said, but he said unto her, now, where I'm coming from, why I read this, because I wanted to see the passion. The man had lost all and had boils to the point where the wife has even given up. But look at the utterance he made. But he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaking. In other words, thou speak like an unbeliever. That's what he's talking about. You are speaking like an unbeliever now. This, what, what? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this, did not Job sin with his lips? Passion. Emoji. Say emoji. Hmm. Say passion. Now, Job had some friends. Bildad, Eliphaz, Zohar, and I think Elihu. And they came to see Job in his predicament. And they started condemning him. They said a lot of things. Why, to them, they felt Job was going through that. So in the midst of all that, you see throughout all the chapters, as they kept on speaking, Job would just be hearing and listening to them and be quiet. Because Asemaba <laughs> was going through things. So now all his friends were now against him and saying that, oh, if you were doing the right thing, you, you, you wouldn't have gone through this. And said all kinds of things. But look at the, some of the utterances of Job. That's what I want us to look at in all of this. Job chapter... 14, verse 7 to 9. Job 14, 7 to 9. Quickly. Job chapter 14, 7 to 9. So they had come saying all kinds of things. After they said all the things they said, that was when Job said this. So normally we use this as a preaching. They said a whole lot of things. And they were condemning him and saying all kinds of things. Sometimes when you are going through things, that's when you see True friends and true enemies. Is that not true? You, you don't have time. We have read all the chapters. You see the kind of things they were saying and all that. But in the midst of all them, they're saying all of that. That was when Job said this. For there is hope of a tree. That if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branch thereof will not cease. That was his response to all the, their condemnations and all. One of their responses. We'll go to another one. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth. And the stock thereof die in the ground. Uh-huh. Yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. And go to another one, another response he gave. Job 23, 10 to 12. Job 23. I want you to see the point somebody is passionate. It has nothing to do with what you have or what you don't have. When you are passionate, no matter what happens to you, you still give praise to God. You give glory to God. With faith in your heart that that same God can change the entire story. Glory. Come on, shout glory. glory. And you encourage yourself. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he has tried me, you see, to the people who are condemning in his response, he says, but God knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Glory. Oh, I didn't hear glory to that. Glory. Verse 11, he says what? My foot has held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. The confidence with you is saying this. I have kept God's ways. I have not declined. I have not gone in error. Verse 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. 
I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. That is Job speaking. In the midst of all the trials, he was given this response. I've esteemed the words of his mouth. So you see that Job was not just rich out of ignorance. This is Job. In his predicament, he says, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And that falls under what? Riding prosperously. Two of us yesterday. Come on, shout glory to that. Job was so, so wealthy. I wanted to talk about some of that, but this is just like uh, Romans chapter 8 from verse 35. Job. You go back to how God turned his story. Is that not powerful? Okay, before Romans, go to Job 42. 7 to 17. Job 42. That was when the whole story started changing again. He maintained his confession. He maintained his faith. I tell you, I say, whatever you go through, maintain your faith. Don't give up. Don't let your circumstance and your situations that you are going through define you or cause you to say things against God. Stay in his word. Come on, shout glory to that. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Timonite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job has. So Job was always talking right about God, even though he was going through things. But the friends were just condemning him, saying things against God. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said unto Eliphaz the Timonite, Continue. Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks. Of course, you have spoken against me. Go and give an offering. <laughs> have you seen offering here? The offerings are plenty. There are churches that take five offerings. They think of it. They only take five offerings. They can take plenty of offerings. What do you guys think? Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams. And go to my servant Job. And offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. Do you see it there? And my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept lest I deal with you after your folly, in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. Verse 9. God testifying of Job. So Eliphaz the Timonite and Bildad and Shuhite and Zophar, the, the what, Namatite or Namatite went. Maybe this one was from Namath's uh, hometown. And did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. Verse 10. Quickly. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Do you see there? When he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Continue. Let's read the substance. I'd like to read the substance. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all they that had been of his acquaintance before and did eat bread. So it means that they all left him. And did eat. That's why I said the poverty is no good. though. And did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him. And comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. So he said, the Lord has brought. But who brought it? Satan brought it. So he said, the Lord had brought upon him. Every man, has gave, every man also gave him a piece of money. And everyone an earring of gold. Uh-huh. Twelve, twelve, twelve. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep. Have we come to the substance again? 
6,000 camels, and a 1,000 yoke of oxen, and a 1,000 she-asses. Uh-huh. He had also seven sons and three daughters. Is that not powerful? God turned his captivity because he was passionate for God. David was passionate for God. Another one that was passionate and went astray was Uzziah. Go to Uzziah, 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 1 to 15. Is that not powerful? Oh, I said, is that not powerful? Malatosh. Malatosh. Say Malatosh. So if you have not been watching our messages, go and watch. It's a, it's a sign that you are zealous for God. Use the bundle to watch WCN messages. Francisca, did you hear what I said? And do statuses. Do what? And write a quote. As you are writing things down, when we close from church, you put it, you put a quote there. Whatever you heard that you can put, you put there. Is that not true? You can even have a, have a nice picture over there and put it there. Church is good. Come to church on Sunday next week. You are still winning souls. Instead of putting Kwame Obadie or whatever, whatever it is. That will make us, that will make people laugh. Some Christians, they just promote laughter. They, they, they will laugh, right? they will put on the so that people will laugh. Is that not what happens, Mr. Steph? It's true. Dickness Steph. Oh, let, let me present to you. I'll do, the, I'll do the presentation when I'm done. Come on, shout glory. <laughs> then all the people of Judah took Uzziah. Or Uzziah, whatever, but I want the Uzziah. Yes, there is operation. 50 souls. If you win 50 souls, you are going straight on a trip in December. Fully paid trip. And the one that is pioneering that is one mommy. So, what confirms souls who stay? Whatever nation you want to go to, she will take you there. If you want to go and watch the World Cup, she will let you go and watch. So it means that you must win the souls before the World Cup <laughs> and let them stay. They stay out for months, always coming to church. If we say ten souls, somebody will go and bring a house to come and sit down. <laughs> Shout glory. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father. 1 to 15, okay. He built Elot and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. Uh-huh. 16 years old was Uzziah when he, began, when he began to reign. And he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jecolia of Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did. Or Amaziah did. Uh-huh. And he sought God in the day. He sought, this is so powerful. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, the prophet, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. So he was passionate for God. And he was a king. 
and he sought the Lord. And as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. He sought the Lord. That's why people keep seeking one mommy. They are always calling one mommy. Should I marry on June or I should marry in July? People ask all those questions. So is that not true? Should, we, should I move in January or I should move in March? One mommy, you saw that I got a job. Should I apply for a job? Hey! I did for, I said we should change the name to, we should change the pastor and do prophet. He said he doesn't like it. I did for who money. <laughs> Doc, <laughs> is that not true? That mommy has forensic prophecies. What do you guys think? She was just lying down on the bed and said that, and sent somebody a message that I see you pregnant. And the person sent, sent, sent her back and said that if you have not seen this thing, I would have been shocked. And not knowing the person was pregnant and didn't say it. And she was just going to sleep lying down and she felt like, no, this person is pregnant. Oh, they are telling you. Yeah, is that not forensic? She, she told somebody where, she told somebody some months back, she said, she even sent it was a message. She sent the person a message that I see you getting a job. And share your testimony. The next day, the person had gotten a job. That's that's prophetic. That's not power. That's prophetic. You see that thing before it happens. But I think she should show to me. What do you guys think? Pastor, now this one, I'll leave it to you. What do you think? It's very important. In foreign currencies. He owes me some seeds and all that. (laughs) And once you sow, all the LOF will sow. <laughs> and he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had, yes, continue verse 6. And he went forth and warred against the Philistines and break down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jebne and the wall of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod and built and among the Philistines. Uh-huh. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Geba and the Meunims. Uh-huh. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Zaya, and his name spread abroad, even to the entering in of Egypt. His name spread ab- May your name spread abroad. Amen. May your business spread abroad. Amen. When we mention, I pray for everyone here. When we mention your name, it will be a name everyone knows. Amen. Many years ago, I prayed that prayers. Hey, I prayed that prayers. I went for a, a friend's wedding. When they mentioned my name there, I was in my very nice suit. And they mentioned my name. And they mentioned uh, watching this conference at that time. And they introduced me, and I stood up, and I did like this. When I sat down, I said, Lord Jesus, make me so great that when I enter a place, they don't have to mention my name. The people will just say, that's Pastor Prince, that's Pastar Prince. May, may the Lord make you like that. Yeah. When they mentioned, they said, not the one in charge of so-and-so company. Ah, are you talking, is he the one working just like that? The very day I saw TV Joshua like this, Walking in, on his compound, I was shocked. When he said, oh, that's the man of God, I said, ah, that's the man of God. He looks different too. He was wearing a t-shirt and a jean shorts and slippers, going to check on his rice that they were going to distribute. And the way he was alone, walking and coming, I was like, ah, is this the man of God? I said, Ghana man of God, walking like this. No, 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 no. Bodyguard that will follow, you'll be shocked. It was so simple, and nobody went close to him. Because he explained to them that when he's walking like that, he's Mr. TV Joshua. He's not a prophet. He's a mister. So if you can say, man, I'm going to pray for you, he's praying for you as a mister. When the unction, the, the, the anointing is stirred like that, then things happen. Come on, shout glory. glory. 
through his power. When the Ammonites gave gifts to Zion, his name spread about, about even to the entering of, the, of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Actually, later on, he went astray. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate. He did a lot of powerful things. But as long as he sought the Lord and loved the Lord, the Lord made him to prosper. If you follow God, he will make you to prosper. If you seek him, he will make you to prosper. Shout glory. glory. And of course, we have David also. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 35 to 39. Quickly so that I can finish this one. Come on, shout glory. Don't love the money, love the Lord. Look at someone say, don't love money. Love the Lord. And it will bring you much more money. Don't love the dollar, say. Love the Lord. Don't use dollars as excuse. But somebody will call you say, why didn't you come to church? You don't know, I was counting some dollars. How should I miss the counting of that dollars? <laughs> and some people will say, why didn't you come to say, my car broke down. If you, if you ever do that again, you are in trouble. Unless where it happened, there is nothing you can do. But don't ever say, I couldn't come to church because my car broke down. Lock the car there. Push it to the roadside, wherever it is. Lock it. Lock it in a way that nobody can, 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 can they throw it and run, run away with it. <laughs> no. And then pick a car and come to church. Not because you must come. But because it's a sign. You are telling God, I can't miss church even if my car breaks down. I can't miss church even if I don't have a shoe. I'll wear slippers and come. It's a sign. You are telling that. See, some of the, our actions some speak. Actions speak. But when you say, why do you say my car is broken? Why? I don't have a car now. Why not? I don't have a car now. Well, well, when you didn't have anything, didn't you go to church? Before you bought a car, or before God blessed you to buy a car, why don't you go into church and sit in a trotter? The next Monday that your car broke down, didn't you sit in a trotter and go to work? Am I asking you a question? So it's so important. It's so important. It's so important. No matter what. When it's service, it's service. Don't say, my car, when I checked, the fuel has gone. If the fuel has gone down when you, that because of the one you spark and it doesn't spark, leave it there. And sit in the trotter and come. When you come and it's, if you have clothes already, you say, Papa, I came little to my car, broke down when I took the, the distance, but I have come. Don't give an excuse because of a, a material thing. A, a, a car. What is a car? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because when you are traveling somewhere, you miss your flight. And they say, add, add 3,000 Ghana cities so that you join the next flight. You still add and go. You will find a way to go. I've seen some before. I've said, no, I won't try it again. I won't try it again. You still want to go. Even though you still add more money. Sometimes the money, sometimes the money you even have to add is greater than the one you paid in January. Because you, you missed the flight. So when it comes to God, it's very important. Who is it that condemns? It's Christ that died. Yeah, rather that is risen again. Who is even the who is even at the right hand of God? Who also make an intercession for us? Uh-huh. Then Paul says, "What? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ?" Is that not a passionate speech? So Paul talking says, "Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Your car, or the death of a relative, 
or the death of a friend, or the death even of your pastor. So my pastor dies since then I've not gone to church again. There are people like that. No. The who shall separate you as from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? 36. It is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. 37. Nay, in all these things we are mourned. You see, Paul was talking like Job. You see there. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Is that not powerful? So your love for God should supersede every other thing. Your passion for God, passion for Christ should supersede every other thing. One day, Jesus asked, asked Peter, he says, Peter, lovest thou this more than me? Do you love these things more than me? Peter said, no. He said, feed my sheep. And he asked him again. And he asked him again. He was asking Peter, do you love what you are doing, your work, your work? Do you love it more than God? Peter said, no. If you ask you that question, will you be able to answer? It's passion. Not somebody say it's passion. Lift up your right and just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. That the love of God, your passion for God will increase. Lift up your right hand. And just pray. Oh, Legi Santa Labakashata. They are new. Thank you. 